Welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness with Dana and Kat. Together, we give a new voice to kinky sexual wellness. We're not your average wellness advocates, so let's peel back the layers of kinky wellness and talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. How are you doing, Katrina? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So this episode, we're going to be talking about feminine and masculine energy. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yes, we've had like a few mini debates outside of the podcast. So it's about time we brought it to the wider audience. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, what, so what is your history of feminine and masculine energy? So well, let's start with what we both know about it. So for me, I did a lot of research about it um, and also within my personal life. So the way I've always understood it is like your energy is something that's inside of you. It doesn't necessarily mean you know, you're a ma- you've got masculine energy, you're a man, you've got feminine energy, you're a woman. Um, so for me, it is the energy that's inside of you. We have both. So I did like through the sensuality shoots and the work, like when I do a lot of the sensuality stuff with people, I've always had it where it's like we tap into the divine feminine, but it can be any of the archetypes because there are quite a few archetypes of the feminine. Yes. So you mentioned archetypes. So I don't really know the archetypes. I really just know like kind of like a generalized version of the masculine and then a generalized version of the feminine, but I don't know archetypes for it. So the main ones are like, there's usually seven. So if I just quickly get them up. Oh yeah. So yeah. So the seven archetypes are, you've got the lover archetype. Yeah. The the maiden, the mother, the queen. What's the queen? Oh, so the queen in myth, you're looking at like Hera, Juno, Frigg, Isis, Pavati, and Asherah. So the queen deities, like the wife of the of the big gods, mm-hmm. like the sanctity of marriage. So as an archetype, the queen represents loyalty, female sovereignty, and matrimonial devotion. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the huntress archetype. So that would be more your like the wild woman archetype. Mm. Um, there's a really good book about it, which is called Women Who Run With Wolves, um, which is all about tapping in to your um, your autonomy. It's all about tapping into like your wildness and what makes you different. Oh, that's so crazy. Um, you mentioned that someone at dance class literally showed me the book I was telling her about what we do here and she literally was like read this book she's like read this book I was like okay yes it's on my list it's massive though I nearly bought it when I angrily bought books the other day um you've got the sage archetype which would be Athena so that is worldly knowledge strategy and objectivity um so that would be the academic kind of archetype of a woman is capable of becoming a brilliant strategist, it says on this one. And then you've got the mystic archetype. So you're looking at the, so it says, well, the huntress and wise woman use their direct energy to focus on external goals. The mystic focuses her energy on inner fulfillment. She values solitude and carries a figurative hearth with her in which she feels very much at home in her skin. Mm. And then, yeah, so that is all seven of them. So it's a really interesting one to me when people talk about the divine feminine, because I'm like, well, 
which one you know you've got the divine feminine in mother nature within goddesses etc mm. etc et so aside from me rambling on how do you find the divine masculine and the divine feminine well and how personal experience uh i feel like I didn't really know too much about it growing up actually at all. Like I think when I was going through my research, they described it to us with the left and right brain hemisphere. But then when you do kind of the translation of it, it's similar. Like the right brain adapts all of these qualities, which happen to be like the mass, I think it's masculine side and then the left brain or maybe have them vice versa, but I'll double check. But then it wasn't until BDSM and kink where I realized like I really kind of had an imbalance with it. Like I saw that I was really, really like a masculine in general, I think with my energy, because BDSM and can't gave me that space to be softer, like the more soft feminine side, I had a chance to kind of like slow down. So to me, like when I embrace like my most feminine, I really would say it's when I am able to be soft around someone, like my guard is down, like I feel like someone's kind of got me, you know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense. No, it does make a lot of sense. I think one of the things, so when I did a lot of my readings, I obviously looked at it from more of a queer perspective. So this mm-hmm. idea of how do you have this energy within the body? And one of the things that kept coming through for me was that the energy is inside of you. It's about, it's what feels right for you. You can have both inside of you at any time. Um, well, at the same time, like like you said, like we've got both halves of our brain. It make if if we do it with what you've said, it makes sense that we have it inside of it, like both inside of us, and then we just tap into it. So when I was going through what was considered like masculine and feminine, I kind of was making notes about what for me, and I was like, well. I've got, when they say about masculine energy, they say about like the strength and the need for action and stuff and like that focus. Well, I really, that is two main things that I have in me. But at the same time, I'm also a very, I would, I don't come across it because I'm quite blunt, but I would say I'm quite, the, I am the nurturer within a lot of my friendships. I am you know, that like the mother figure, like I were, if I can take on somebody's problems and take care of people, I do. Um, Alongside like being emotionally intelligent, I am tapped into my emotions and the intuition of being able to recognize others. Um, So I think it is for me, I, I like to think I have both at the same time and I move between them. Oh, everyone, I I agree with you that everyone has it and we can move between them. Like actually to your point, a lot of the research that I said is that you have to find a balance within it that one cannot take over another. So I feel like even with me, like I, when I was looking at it, I feel like I also kind of fixed things that I didn't need to fix. I was like involved in things that I didn't need to do. And I I see now that that was because my masculine side, first of all, I I credit so much to it. It got me through a lot in my childhood, but through BDSM and kink, it was like, okay, you don't always have to be in this stance all the time. Like, and nor like you shouldn't have to, that's the thing about humans. I think is that we are, we, we do need to be nurtured to some degree by other people. Like we do need other people. We need connection. We are those type of people. So like, allowing someone to kind of rebalance out your energy through kinky wellness. I was like, wow, this is, this is life-changing to a point. Yeah. Cause I think I got less hard, you know, I used to be super hard, but now I'm like, okay, everything's great. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have to be so hard all the time. 
it's okay to ask for help too. Like that's a feminine energy as well. I think that people need to tap into their feminine energy to ask for help more. No, I agree. I would ask on that because you used to do a lot of um, da- like the daddy dom baby girl, didn't you? Like, would you find that's what helped you kind of tap in with your feminine well, energy a lot more? Because that is a very gendered kind yeah. of form of play that it's almost just telling you where your where the energy has to go well for me anyway if I'm wrong I'm wrong sorry no 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 absolutely and that's the thing about it I was like uh even on the last podcast they asked about uh BDSM being connected to like that would be trauma in the sense that I figured out that I was my trauma was abandonment that feeling of abandonment which it took me years to verbalize that that was actually the fear that I was going through so Mm -hmm. like it's not as it allows you to tap into those moments and then get through them like, or like get the feeling back, or if you want to acquire something. And you know what? I, yeah, I was missing a lot of care during when I was like in an age where you just want someone to take care of you. I wouldn't go so far as like the age that young, but like, it was definitely like the position where someone else was taking care of me in that position. But yeah, it definitely, definitely comes hand in hand. No, that makes sense. One of the things that came up in my research actually was the idea of the divine non-binary, which I found quite interesting. Okay, so I'm not. I went really down the queer hole. I was because, and it will come back in one of the questions where we've discussed it ourselves, but it would be nice to hear what the audience think as well. But what I liked with the Kelly Marshall one, I will send you the article where she did research on it. I was like, if we argue about this idea of the divine feminine and masculine being connected in history to these like old ideas of like within like paganism, within uh, Mesopotamia, within Greek, Roman, like the deities, this idea of these pantheons, then we have to acknowledge the idea of the divine non-binary, which moves very swiftly between both or neither um, for and it has been documented since Mesopotamia that are gods that have been or deities or like people that people believed in that were either trans um were either trans, intersex, or identified as non-binary, um, including the god Asiana or Ishtar, which made me laugh because the my stepdad has a picture of her. Um, <laughs> as my thing because when we went to the museum they had this beautiful um this beautiful like effigy of her and she was the protector of sex workers and the protector of trans people so there's a whole story of somebody calling out to her and saying I don't feel like I fit in my body so her gift was she changed them into the um gender that they perceived themselves as um thus the first trans person which was amazing and I thought that was really beautiful but she has owl feet Sorry, what would they said that the first trans person was in Greek what was this no no this is Mesopotamia myth this is like a mythology oh, okay um, but I thought it was a really beautiful story of like you know especially nowadays where people are I would say, like, I think there's one that goes beyond that. Like, if you go into Indian culture, there's Shiva, and there's, like, a good energy story where Shiva is two energies. And there was, like, this whole story that Sadhguru gave where someone tried to, like, become a small fly to fly in between. And it was, like, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Like, uh, but, yeah, I don't know which came first because I feel like India has been around 
They've got, but well, they probably were around around the same time. Yeah. It's, uh, the problem with the way we learn history is we learn it very linear, but actually, if you look into it, most things were happening at the same time. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, but it, I thought it was a really interesting one. So I ended up going down a bit of a wormhole and found this other person called Pierre Ramon Thomas, who looked at the divine energies, especially from being a um, queer man who was told he was too feminine. Um, and it was a really interesting one for him, like the energy, he was like, the energy isn't physical, so we can have both. And in fact, that means that you can't sit there and tell people that they're doing it wrong if it's a man embracing his femininity and his feminine energy or a woman embracing her masculine energy. That isn't that isn't wrong. That's just the energy that they're identifying with at the moment. Um, I thought that was a really beautiful kind of... Well, that's the thing, like, you use your energy, like, your... How do I... What's a good example? Like, uh, you use your feminine energy to think about what you're going to do in the day, and then you use your masculine energy to actually do it. And, like, that is, like, a simple way that I think that it should be balanced throughout the entire day. Because there's two sides to one coin. Oh, yeah. You need both. And it's I find it a really... A really interesting one. And the reason that I am, I was enjoying reading about it was obviously my next question, um, but comes from where our debate originally stemmed from, which was TikTok, obviously. (laughs) Um, Yeah, specifically spiritual TikTok, where I was, was talking about, do you agree with this current conversation that's happening among spiritual TikTok, specifically among a lot of very femme-presenting feminine spiritual TikTokers where they're pushing this idea that the only way to be healed as a woman is you have to step into your divine feminine. Or is this actually a reverse of, like, a form of toxic femininity, such as, like, toxic masculinity that demands that men have to present in this very specific way as well? Um. I don't know about everybody else, but I can say that it helped for me. Um, I It wasn't until I actually touched that feminine side where I realized that I actually liked being in it and that I could build and like build that back into my life in a more balanced way. So I don't know like about everybody, but like I used to be like, I can do everything myself. I don't need anybody. I... I don't know. I had this like, I'm, I'm macho type attitude, I guess, without really like, kind of like, kind of, it was this idea. And then when I was able to really, I guess, yeah, touch into my femininity through BDSM and kink, funny enough, Mm -hmm. then I was able to like, be like, you know what? I like being on the softer side. I don't always need to be in control of everything all the time, but that works for me. Like I want my husband to take control on things in some way, because it doesn't make me feel like I have to do everything all the time. And I have been in a relationship where I did play more of the masculine role. And I see now that I was responsibility for so much. And I actually don't want that. (laughs) Personally, I don't want that role anymore. Like I kind of want it like more balanced. Like I, I, maybe it's just me, but I want that feminine more side. Like I would choose that role. I think at the end of the day, even though I run my own business and stuff. And that's the thing too, like my feminine includes still running a business. But it definitely includes leaning on my husband for things now that I'm just like, okay, this is your job. (laughs) No, and I do want to say, I think it is, 
I agree it's it's a choice and I think for yeah. me I see this kind of this push on TikTok and we have talked about it before where we've said like we do have to recognize it is a very heterosexual conversation yes because all that's these- what I was gonna say so most of the research like I literally like when you started saying non-binary stuff about that I'm not gonna lie I didn't I I, will, I went to a lot of a lot of websites and I didn't see any of that so that that's why I'm like oh, okay that's new because it was a lot of pushing like masculine stays with men and feminine stays with women like that was part of the research that I saw too yeah and I think maybe it's maybe it's just our little google bubbles come up with different things <laughs> well but... I that, no it is it is because like yeah. for sure like we have our demographics and all that jazz like this whole isn't that the whole algorithm thing right yeah. and like they put us in this sound chamber that's why it's good to talk like outside of the google chambers that we're in no, I agree because I find it really funny for me when I get these videos coming up on my TikTok because obviously I like spirituality. I love re- I love hearing my tarot. I love re- finding out about Chris. I love all of this stuff. But I did find for me it hit this really, it hit a nerve inside of me when people were sat there going, oh, you know, you know as a woman you're, on- you're only healed if you've stepped into your feminine energy. And I remember first for me going, well, what does that look like? What does that look like? You're pushing one idea of femininity onto us, which is we have to be soft. We have to be pretty. We have to be X, Y, and Z. And if that is how people want to be, I'm go ahead with it. I'm very feminine presenting. I'm very, I identify as a femme lesbian for Christ's sake. However, I would say if I look at any of the of those archetypes, because I do love reading about the archetypes, the wilder ones, the stronger ones, like the huntress, the sage, the mystic, those would be the things that I would find I identify with more. But even because- when I'm talking, like, know you, like, maybe I'm, I don't want to overstep here, but I would say that you're pretty strong on your masculine side too, because you take control of your life and you will always have to be responsible for yourself. It's not necessarily that you want to be like in this masculine energy all the time it's just you that's you live alone so obviously you have to take care of yourself and that comes from that energy too so like that's also some of the uh research that i read it's not necessarily that we choose which energies we're in sometimes we're in situations that put us in the opposite energy for a long long time I mean, no, I agree. Although I will, fi- I do find it funny because I get told mine is a trauma response. I've got hyper independence, <laughs> which is less about my energy and more about my brain. <laughs> hey, energy's brain, all the jobs. Like I feel like it can, it's all intertwined. Maybe a little, little yeah. bit intertwined. But it's a really interesting one for me where, as we know, I like butch women. I love, nothing makes me blush faster than like, a hot butch and like I love women in their masculine energy mm-hmm. and I know a lot of butch women I know a lot of butch or like mask energy presenting people within the queer community who are trans who are non-binary who are cisgendered who are very secure in themselves and very happy in themselves to be the provider to be the protector. So I think the reason, the other reason it hit for me was I was like, well, you can't sit there and turn around to people who are happy in their identity and go, you're not healed. No, they are healed. They're actually very secure in themselves. They know who they are. They know their energy. 
that is the energy they want to be. That is where that is where they are. So it, yeah, I I think for me, I find it weird. But then there are a lot of times where TikTok, unfortunately, it isn't. It is like we said, it is a little chamber, echo chamber. And you do get like we we're aware we're not we're not trained to talk about the divine feminine or masculine. We've not studied it outside of us to doing our Google. Homework. Well, that's the thing too. I wa- I watched a documentary on it, and they were like, literally, the West has kind of like got a we're kind of behind when it comes to the interviews yeah. too, because it's just not part of the culture. And but like what I've learned is like it's it's not entwined as well like because it's so connected to spirituality is what I saw like the most amount of energy stuff that I saw there was always kind of like this ancient tradition behind or ancient story behind it or ancient medicine behind it so it wasn't too much here but now but yeah when I was looking at the west it was like oh okay so these are the same qualities as left brain right brain so it's safe to say that that's kind of what it translates over here but I think it's important for people to just be aware of what they are and because you know, like, yes, because you connected back to like neo-paganism and like paganism and Druidism. And maybe that is because of the part of the country I come from. Oh, yeah. Like I saw it dating back to like, yeah, like you said, Greek mythology. I saw it go back all the way to India as yeah. well. So like it's in so many uh, history, like it's just in history all over the place. It got pushed. I think the thing is for us is it got pushed out over here once roman like roman christianity and like catholicism came over is where i would say that's where you see the focus more on the divine masculine and the divine feminine is instantly connected to man versus woman yeah because it's that narrative of like the gender gender and sex and now you've got these conversations about gender no longer being sex you'll see in this kind of well, that's the thing too. Like these energies are not, one is not weaker nor stronger than the other. Like they're just different, I think. And so, you know, like, I think it's almost in the words. Like, I think sometimes when people hear the word feminine, they think, they think weaker. Like, it's not that they mean to, I just think it's the first thing that just, like, it just comes up that way. I don't know. And then when you hear masculine, it kind of just pops up stronger and you have another version in your head. And it's not that it's, they're just different. No, I agree, which is always, for me, has always really confused me, this idea that feminine is weak. And maybe that is the part of the country I come from in the UK. The women I know are the, some of the strongest people I know. Like, we, my family outright says the women are the strong ones. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think also because for me, I've always connected the divine feminine with, like, Mother Nature. And I'm like, well, look at nature. Nature isn't soft. Nature isn't weak it's it's beautiful and it's this amazing thing that grows and gives life and nurtures but nature is also what happens when you see the nature take back from cities where you see the vines have grown through concrete yeah it's the tsunami that you know wipes out a beach it's it's the fire and I'm yeah. like for me I've never seen the divine, for me, I think the divine feminine for me has always been equated to strength. Mm-hmm. It's just how you want it to be. And like, cause I have always connected it personally into mother nature 
and this idea of that and I think that's where maybe maybe it is my TikTok gets it a bit wrong is it showing me the wrong side of spiritual TikTok no like that's the thing like there's so many versions of it because like obviously if you see what I see you see everybody sees like there's so much to it like I feel like when it came to the energy stuff, yeah, like I definitely want to go deeper inside of it because it goes pretty legit. But like they say, I understand your frustration because like some of the stuff that I saw that I was like, oh, I don't think like I know it's just like it wouldn't make it. They said things like, oh, like in same sex relationships, they would butt heads too much because the energy imbalance. I think I mentioned this to you before on the one article that I read. It said that same sex relationships, they would butt heads because the energy would switch too often and doesn't have quote unquote stability because it's not assigned because like it's built out of that whole masculine yeah. with male female like you know what I mean so yeah what's your thoughts on that because that yeah it was like I don't know how to word that <laughs> I will, uh, see I don't lesbians have some of the most like from what I've seen they have very intense relationships but when it works it works like there are people who and that's not just like the butch femme dichotomy either. Like I know mm. very femme, femme for femme women, very butch for butch. And it's the same for gay men as well. Like, no, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I've seen people have, yes, there's had, there are people that have had very toxic relationships and very like up and down relationships. But then I know the same amount of heterosexual couples that have had exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't, I can't agree with that at all. I think obviously if there's underlying problems, there's underlying problems, but that's not necessarily to do with if you're in your feminine or your masculine energy, that's to do with if you've got problems yeah I think it's like again it like it's more than just that like it might be a percentage of what's mixed in but it's certainly not the full story yeah I agree on that one it's a very interesting one like I I remember you saying it to me and I had to like take a moment yeah I was like how do I word this (laughs) I was like I'm like no I know where you're coming from and it's It is an interesting one because when I was looking for the queer perspective, I ran into many that were that very old school thinking about sex and sexuality and this idea that like gay relationship. And I was like, well, and then I looked at the dates of the studies and I was like, well, this was in the 50s. So of course they're not going to be like, yeah, they're amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I looked at stuff that went back to like ancient stuff and like it was pretty like gendered I guess too like even the research like that goes further than uh the stuff here in the west but then I think it's it's very similar to when we watched the tantric documentary Mm. we ended up having that conversation about we would both try it but actually would I go would we go to a retreat and I was like well actually it was really interesting to see the retreat was very heterosexual focused even when there were women who were queer there it was very heterosexual focus like that whole point where she had to bring a man with her she couldn't have just asked one of the females that didn't have somebody to come mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to bring a man with her and I think you know it is this idea of everybody's gonna have their own say I see it within like because I like my witchcraft there's people who are very you know conservative with their witchcraft and still hold these quite you know homosexuality is bad or it's not natural views and then there's others that are on the complete opposite end of the spectrum that are just like life is life and we love who we love yeah it is I think I think it is people's own nuanced 
understanding of situations is always going to impact what they think of it. Yeah, yeah. So if you are already a person that's going, well, I don't agree with, I don't like gay marriage and I don't agree with this. Of course, when you do your study, you're going to be a little, you're going to be biased because we all have bias where you are going to say, well, yeah, you know, the energy meet because of the fact that it's two men, the masculine energy is going to be overwhelmed and one's going to be upset about having to be the feminine or even with like, you know, your bias is going to impact how you view that, I think. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, no, no, no. Like, um, yeah, totally. Like some of the things that I learned about the energy thing is like it's, that's where this whole like you find your counterpart because like whatever percentage you are. So like if I'm, you know, 60% or 80% feminine or 80% masculine, then the person I would look for is that other 20%. Yeah. So if you had to look for a percentage, what do you, what would you be looking for? Oh, I would say 60% mass. Cause I know I'm about 40% in my masculine energy. Yeah. I am yeah. very firm. Yeah, I would say I'm about 60% femme, 40% mask. So I need switchy, switchy. What about you? I feel like I started off like more masculine, but I feel like every day we work towards like more me and a more feminine energy and like a new taking on the masculine energy. But just starting out with the businesses, it's like I feel very like in masculine mode during the day. So that's why I just like kinky wellness is that's where my feminine energy goes I'm like there you go like this is when I get to like be soft and like submissive and like okay you take control now like I'm done for the day oh see I because I thought it was me wanting to be dominant was going to be me being masculine but actually there's a massive thing of like dominant femmes on TikTok yeah so I'm not the only one guys but it's really nice to see these women who are like me very they do identify with it. I am very natural and I am very, you know, I do take care of things. I take care of myself, but I've never really viewed that as masculine because I've always been around women who've had to be in charge. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Interesting one. But um, but yeah, so I think this is a really good conversation. No, on this is great. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, let us know what you think about the feminine and masculine energy and anything that you find. And thank you so much. And we will see you next week, Katrina. Cannot wait. It's going to be a fun one. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. You can find me at the partition underscore life and you can find Katrina at underscore satisfied cat. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week. And as always, stay kinky.